Hey there, Fangirl Nation. It's 49ers Fangirl Tracy, joined as always by my co-host, Jaguars Fangirl Stephanie. How are you, Steph? I'm doing well. How are you, Trace? I'm good. I am I am doing well. Um, you know, we spent a lot of time on Fangirl Talk, obviously talking about the NFL, and we've talked about the teams and the playoff race and and all, you know, who's hot, who's not. Um We've covered a lot of it, Uh, but today we are going to cover something a little bit different. It's been a pretty rough week in the NFL uh, where domestic violence is concerned. Uh, We saw a little over a week ago, Reuben Foster arrested on a second incident and released by the 49ers. And then we had the video come out about Chiefs running back Kareem Hunt. um, And we saw him punch and kick a woman. And um, then the Chiefs released him, but there's, there's much to be discussed here. Um, I think in the turn, in the situation with hunt, um, we've learned over the last several days that the NFL and the chiefs knew about this incident, um, but they had not, or at least the NFL had not interviewed hunt. They had not interviewed the woman in question. Um, but that doesn't sound like a major investigation. You know, Steph, this video came out on TMZ TMZ seems to be able to get everything, so it's interesting. <laughs> They're the great Yeah, they are great investigators. Um, I just, you know, I, I think it's interesting that the NFL cannot seem to find these things. But, you know, as a female fan, um, it's disconcerting because obviously this is something we're seeing relatively frequently in the NFL. I, I hesitate to say frequently because it's not on a daily basis, but relatively frequently um and it is concerning and you know it's just also very upsetting and what you know is the nfl doing about it um so i think there's much to discuss here oh 100 percent. i mean i think as a female fan and you know just i'm speaking for myself but i think i am speaking for a lot of other female fans it's disheartening because we hear all the time that, you know, from the NFL, that football is family. And, like, I love football. I love watching the game. I have cheered Kareem Hunt on. I mean, last season as a rookie, he was unreal. It's exciting. And you want these kids to do well. But when you see something like that, it's it's jarring. It's, it takes you aback. And, you know, I, I wonder... And apparently they knew since February, and I guess there was questions, and they had questioned it. But it's like video cares. And I think Tori Smith, was it Tori Smith that, no, it, oh, I can't remember who tweeted well, it. It was Tori, Tori Smith that said people don't care about domestic violence unless there's a video. He yes, that. that was it. And I think he summed it up perfectly because, you know, it's sort of true. They always take, you know, oh, well, they're after it for money. And, you know. And the chances of you being falsely accused of domestic violence, I think, is lower than being hit by lightning. It, you know, like, they've run the numbers, you know? And it's it's amazing. And that's something that brings it, us to your team, Tracy, because Reuben Foster is also in the news. And he's now been accused twice. And everybody was literally jumped on that bandwagon about, um, oh, but men do get accused and 
you know, so and so and so, you know, maybe he was the the one that got struck by lightning. But how do you get struck twice? So before we get to Reuben Foster on the Chiefs, you also have Tyree Kill, who signed an admission that he hit and strangled his pregnant girlfriend in 2014. And then the Chiefs did draft him. So. Right. I, it's just, it's very disconcerting. These are serious. And he admitted it. It wasn't even like there were allegations and then it was settled and they didn't have proof, whatever. He, he signed an admission that he did it. And that is really disconcerting. So that's, you know, two players on the Chiefs. Um, and not to pick on the Chiefs, but those players are there. It's just very disconcerting that you don't care. And then there's been, of course, a lot of the talk of, which I understand, you know, and Colin Kaepernick doesn't have a job, which is terrible. But beyond that, does the NFL care about women? I right. understand it's a business, but, you know, you still have to, you still have to behave in an appropriate way. And it feels a little bit like they care as long as the player is a good player. And that 100%. is very, yeah, that is very concerning. You know, so I would not be the least bit surprised if a team ends up picking Hunt up in the offseason. Um, probably a team, you know, who doesn't need a starting running back. So it's a little more under the radar, but radar, but you know, that's really problematic. We'll see what happens now. More incidents are coming out involving Hunt, not just involving Hunt and women. So right. there's definitely a a violent tendency there. So, you know, maybe it'd be not, I think it will depend what happens, but it's disconcerting. Um, but we can move on now to Reuben Foster. So yes, Reuben Foster was accused twice. Um, the first time was cleared as his accuser admitted that she lied, uh, and made the whole thing up. And now he was of course accused a second time and by the same woman and at the team hotel, in Tampa, which means she had to get there somewhere. She had to know what they were, where they were staying. I think um, she actually lived there. I think that's what I've read and heard. But even still, that's the question. Like, why is he still associating with her? Why is she still associating with her? I don't, I, that is a excellent question. If someone has accused you of domestic violence and then admitted in court that they lied because they wanted to ruin your career. Why are you still associating with her? Now, of course, though, then it brings up the question that did he do it the second time? Did you know, right. this is, it's that you just don't know. And the 49ers acted swiftly and mm -hmm. they released him and Kyle Shanahan's press conference last Monday was very focused, obviously on Ruben. And he was very transparent um, and very open and honest. And he, he did say, and this does not excuse anything because the reality, we don't, we don't yet know what happened, but it certainly doesn't look good. And even if he didn't do it the first time, he very well may have done it the second time. Who knows? Um, right. Kyle talked about how in looking at Ruben's backgrounds and the way he grew up, it was probably one of the worst he's ever seen. Um, and so I think obviously you're dealing with a situation where he just doesn't know how to be better. That doesn't excuse the domestic violence at all. Um, but if he didn't do it and is still associating with this woman, it's just, it's just a mess. It is such bad decision-making, but at the end of the day, your decisions are who you are. So right. even if he didn't do it, which I'm having a hard time believing at this point, um, your decisions are who you are. And he is making 
very poor decisions. And Kyle also said that, you know, he feels, he said very openly that in his time as a coach, he feels the 49ers did more for Ruben than he's seen done for any other player in the NFL to help him succeed, at least under his, when, where he's been. And I think yeah, that's and, You know, I, I you know, it's, it, it's shocking because, you know, for someone that hasn't grown up, but I have read Ruben Foster's backstory. And maybe, I mean, obviously it was, it was, I, I can't even comprehend living that way or growing up that way. But I think he has a different set of normalcy than maybe just the average American, the average person. And certainly me, that's like as foreign as it comes. But it, it's not, doesn't make it right, like you said. But it's still like, you know, does the NFL really care enough? And I do think the 49ers did do a lot for him. But at some point, you have to take responsibility for your life. And it's just a shame because that's how important it is to, you know, this young child and had a great skill. But because of how he was raised, it's affecting him for the rest of his life. And I think it's just it's more of a societal problem. But what I always say is that sports is always like a microcosm of where we are in society. So I think we need to look not only at football players here. This is what we're dealing with as a society. And if we allow it, oh, it's okay for football players, oh, as long as you're good at football, that's not the point. It's just that we have such a long way to go when it comes to domestic violence and the okay in that it's okay or you know, the women are always the ones that, you know, are always the bad guys. They're assumed they have to prove it, you know, and it's all this innocent until proven guilty. But who gets accused twice? I mean, the odds of that are astronomical. The odds of getting falsely accused once is is lower than being hit by lightning. And it, but to get accused twice, it's, you know, this is, you know, so there's something wrong. And at this point, it's not just Reuben Foster. It's not a new issue for the NFL. And it's frustrating because after the Ray Rice thing, the NFL promised female fans, you know, everything, right? And even Reuben Foster was suspended for two games at the beginning of the season for his conduct or whatever. But do they care? I think well, yeah. for, the suspension for two games was for um, there were a lot of things uh, that happened. Um, but yeah, he was he was suspended for his conduct for two games. But I think you know we saw it. I think we saw you know not to keep bringing this up, but yes, we saw that Ray Rice was suspended for two games, and then you had Deflate Gate that the NFL right. spent a fortune on, <laughs> an absolute fortune on that. Um, and Tom Brady millions was of dollars. Millions, of dollars, millions of dollars. And so you're going to spend millions of dollars with the flake gate and you don't know this video exists of Kareem Hunt and this woman. I'm not going to interview Kareem Hunt, not going to interview the woman in question. I mean, come on. So, you know, that is where there is a major disconnect. Um, so and how you- do you feel as a woman? Because, and I know you love sports. You love football. You're a beat writer. You cover a team how do you feel as a woman how does that make you feel not good (laughs) I mean I feel 
I feel like it's a lot of lip service. Um, and I think, you know, listen, I don't, it's not a secret that the NFL is a business and we're seeing it in so many different issues throughout the NFL, um, as to what really matters. And of course, at the end of the day, it's the money is what matters. Uh, but you know, like I said earlier in the pod, you still have to behave in a way and act in a way that's right. And so I feel like from the NFL, it's a lot of lip service and not a lot of action. Because I do feel like if this happened in the NBA, it would be handled very differently. I could be wrong. 100%. No, I, I think it would be handled very differently in the NBA. I think it'd be very different, handled very differently in Major League Baseball. So, you know, I think that's that that a is, good point. That's a really yeah. good point because the NFL has a lot more problems than the, any of the big five or four, however you want to say, you know, soccer play, you know, and they're all like very talented. They come from wide ranges of backgrounds and it hits every walk of life. I mean, we know domestic violence is not just for the poor or just for the rich. I mean, it's, it's all walks of life. It's just the way it is. But why does the NFL have such, you know, propensity to it? It's literally every year there's a scandal of some sort. Or two or three or four, you know? No, one, 100%. Um, but I think you kind of hit it that sports is a microcosm of our society. And, you know, it, we have a long way to go before female equality. You're right. It is a woman accuses a man of domestic violence and she has to prove the, the assumption is, especially when it's someone high profile, that she's lying. Um, or doing it for money. Or doing it for money. And then the same thing right. happens with sexual assault. The assumption is, and that's true, high profile or not, the woman ends right. up on trial. Her whole life becomes and on she, trial to prove. And not only yeah. that, but she's the whore. Yeah, she is tall. She's, she's vilified. She is, you know, and how awful to go through something at, at all like that. Like, you, you know, it's horrific to think about as a woman if I had to go through something like that but then to be vilified on top of it unbelievable it's it's disheartening and we see it you know all of the time so I guess going back to your question as a female fan I it it concerns me and it upsets me and as I said it feels you know like a lot of lip service and I don't know when or if we will see real change on the matter. Um, but there, the NFL, as a society, but the NFL has a long, long way to go. And what I wonder about the Kareem Hunt situation, and maybe you would have thought it was the case with the Ray Rice situation, but the things that have come out, like I said, the NFL did not interview him or the, or the woman in question. I wonder if that changes anything at all um you know he went on espn the other day i don't think he did anything to help his cause by any means or stretch the imagination he did not say anything that made you think differently of the situation um and there is a video so there's really nothing you can say um but i think tori smith kind of did nail it on the head with that tweet like no one cares unless there's a video because it like even then sorry go ahead Seth. He totally nailed it, and it's true. But even then, okay, you have somebody like Joe Mixon, also a running back. He was drafted in the second round, and that video was hard to watch. It was hard for me to watch 
And I know she got in his face, and I know she was not being appropriate, but he flat out knocked her out. Like, okay. I've it never so disturbing. seen that. And, and then okay, go ahead. he was drafted by the Bengals in the second round. So, you know, I guess my question is, is how much – you know, yes, they're talented. Yes, they deserve a second chance. But then at some point, when is enough enough? I mean, when is enough enough? And I, I feel like when someone hits a woman, they, I'm sorry, they don't deserve a second chance in the NFL. That's it. Like, as far as I'm concerned, that would be it. That's enough. That's enough. I think, I think the NFL has to make a statement that – you hit a woman it's done for you and I am a really great believer that when someone goes to prison and they get out and they paid their debt to society that is our justice system um and that a person deserves a second chance I am such a believer in that like 100% but I believe the NFL is at a point where you have someone that hits a woman that should be it. Uh, and it will be interesting to see kind of what happens. We know Ruben Foster was picked up by the Redskins. Um, right now he, the NFL isn't letting him play, but he's picked up by the Redskins. Um, but there's no video. So there you go. Um, but I do believe that the NFL has to take a stand and kind of make that statement. That is my, you know, personal opinion on that. Yeah. I mean, I've never shared this before, but I'm going to share something personal. Um, it wasn't ever in my immediate family, obviously, because I had the best parents in the entire world, you know. But my aunt, aunt was, and I know this now, but she was beat up by my uncle all her marriage. And I know that. And at that time, we looked the other way. We didn't talk about it. It was but I think how hard it must have been for her. And she stayed with him until she died, you know, and she died an early death, um, probably because she was beat up all the time. And I don't, I think my uncle in his heart was a good person, but he never changed. It was not something you just change from. There's something wrong with you. There's something that you need to like, Screw football. You need to figure yourself out and get well. That's my opinion. And I think, and obviously I do not know your uncle, um, <laughs> but I think your, you know, I said earlier that your decisions make you who you are, your actions make you who you are. And if you are a person who's hitting women, that's not a good person. You know, I, I hate to say that. Um, no. And, but I think you know, that, it's weird. And obviously. But weird evolving like we still don't even know how to handle it because we haven't we've swept it under the rug as a society for so long and we're finally talking about it and we're finally saying this is wrong but we're literally we're figuring it out out as we go as a society because we've done this for so long and I'm not like that old but I do remember that you know it's something that's always stuck and that now in retrospect I can totally identify it and I'm literally mad at my parents I'm like why wouldn't you say something why wouldn't you call the police why wouldn't you you know all these questions you wonder right 
Mm-hmm. But it's this is new because for so long, I mean, probably since who knows, I mean, beginning of time, that was just something that, you know, was kept in the home. And you don't air your dirty laundry. But now, you know, with technology, phones, video, whatever you want, it doesn't matter. It's going to get aired. And that's where why we're being forced as a society to deal with it. Yes, I think that that's true. Um, and I think the NFL has got to take a stand. I, I will not be surprised. I will be highly disappointed. I will not be surprised if Kareem Hunt is picked up by a team. But I think the NFL has to say, like, we can't have you in the NFL. Like, think about it. If you, you're a lawyer. If someone in a law firm. Right. There was a video of a man. I'd be gone. Being up, that'd be it. That'd be it. Now, I don't, and, he, and maybe be disbarred. I don't know. Oh, you know that better, right? But I think that person would be disbarred. Yeah. So sometimes the decisions we make do affect the rest of our lives and unfortunately do ruin our lives because we've made very horrible decisions. So I'm not saying Kareem Hunt should never have a job again, but right. I just think the NFL has to take a stand. And again, as I said earlier, I am a believer in our system that if you, you go to prison, you get out, you deserve a second chance. There's no, I have no doubt about that, but I think, you know, and maybe this is, maybe these are two conflicting thoughts. Um, but I think the NFL has got to take a stand. And if they're really serious about it, then they will take a stand. So it will be very interesting to see what happens. Um, but as a female fan, I'm really hoping, and maybe I am naively hoping that the NFL will do more. I, I just don't have as much hope. I feel like, like you said in the very beginning, you said that you felt like it was lip service. And the way I feel now with everything and the whole, oh, you know, we're, these are, they issued these suspensions and blah, 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 and automatic, but they're not, they're really not. It wasn't automatic like they said they would be after Ray Rice. I mean, they're actually going back on that. And they're like, no, we're going to take it by a case-by-case basis and all that kind of stuff. And I really feel that it's the owners that have to come together and literally, like you said, you they need to take a stand. But I'm doubtful at this moment because I feel like their reputation is not that. Their reputation has not been good on this subject forever, you know, for as long as the NFL has been around. It's not the first time it's happened. And here we are now talking about it again. And if they really want to change, then they need to be quick and swift. And I do, like with what the 49ers did, in a, in a few areas of what's happened in just the current, you know, state of affairs, I think they've been swift. I think they've been caring. And I think they've made their decisions, you know, for a lot of reasons. But I think that organizations, it's got to be, you know, you know, it's like when something happens big it's always the people that make it the individual owners have 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 to take a stand at those meetings they're going to be the ones and so it's not just this oh the nfl's bad those owners need to be held to account yeah if 
I have to write the, my, you know, the owner of the team I'm a fan of, I'm going to write it. And I actually was going to write a letter because I felt so strongly about that because I want them to understand that this is big. This is not something that you can just continue to blame on Roger Goodell and the NFL. This is you. You are one of 32 people that can make a change. One of 32. So make it. Get, you know, get on and do it. This is about you. You're 100% correct. You are. So that's what I'm doing. (laughs) Writing. I think you nailed it there, Steph. Um, And I think on that note, we will... We will say goodbye for today. Um, hope you guys, you know, enjoyed listening to this and that it, it was thought provoking and, and made you think, and we would love to hear any thoughts you have. So obviously please comment, tweet at us. Um, but we, you know, this is an issue we feel very strongly about and we are major and we are female NFL fans who love football and love the NFL. Um, so, you know, but this is not okay. <laughs> no matter what. Can I- No, it's not okay. And I just want to say one last thing. I think it's important to just, if you are a victim of domestic violence, the national hotline is 1-800-799-SAFE. And there are people that will help you. 1-800-799-SAFE. Steph, thank you for sharing that. There are people that will help you. Um, All right, guys, we are signing off for today. We will talk to you next week. Uh, Thank you for joining us for this Fangirl Talk. Bye, everybody. Bye, Steph.